Hey guys, it's Mind Gold. Yep, still the apocalypse, um, pretty much. Still COVID, still ISO, all the things. But you know what? Let's not talk about that. Um, I have a guest today who I really just wanted to talk to um, about other things. So fuck it. That's what I'm going to do because it's my podcast. So if you remember, actually, the first Apocalypse Edition episode I had was with uh, Link Bowman and Bailey Rogers. Now, they are a beautiful couple and they own um, NTRS CrossFit and NTRS Performance in Hobart, Tasmania. So we had a really good chat about what they're doing to adapt their gym programming, how they're keeping their members motivated, um, how they are staying motivated and all of that COVID goodness that we've all been talking about. Um, yeah, so that was that. You've probably listened to it, obviously, and enjoyed it immensely, as you should have. Um, you may have noticed Bailey didn't talk too much about herself and her own um, journey as an athlete, and I just really wanted to hear more about it um, because she's a phenomenal athlete. Um, she has a huge history of, like, really fucking cool achievements, and I thought, let's give her an episode on her own. Um, and here it is. So enjoy. Hey Bailey, how are you? Hi Sarah, great, how are you? I'm good. Is it pissing down with rain in Tassie as it is here? Um, it was about 10 minutes ago, but I think it's actually stopped now, but it's very gloomy. Yeah, very dark. it's gloomy as fuck here, it's disgusting. Um, people yeah. always say to me, being from New Zealand, that I must find Tassie quite similar to New Zealand. Do you get that heaps? Yeah, I get that all the time. Oh, is the temperature quite similar and the climate the same? It is, it is relatively the same, but I reckon it's a lot windier here than it is back home. Where are you from like in New Zealand? Zealand? Um, I'm from Blenheim, so top of the South Island. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I've never Small been there. Town. I've been to yeah, Christchurch once. <laughs> and that was like, I went to Christchurch once and that was after the earthquake. Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, this is shit. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we just had an earthquake. It's like, okay, that's, that's fair. <laughs> um, so obviously you were on the podcast a couple of weeks ago with Link and you guys were talking about your business and how you've adapted it with COVID. Um, but you know what? Let's talk about pre-COVID and you and uh, weightlifting and CrossFit and your journey um, because I think that would be a really cool story. Um, yeah, so basically I thought let's get you on your own because – yeah. yeah. So Link yeah. loves to talk. He does. Bless <laughs> he him. Most of the <laughs> He's so like fucking keen. I love it so much. It's like, man, Can if I lived thing. in Tassie, we would all be friends and it would be great. Um, because it's it's always good to have someone like that who's so pumped and so keen. Um, you know, they have the BDE like he does, and honestly, more girls have it than guys. I've noticed. What, girls have it more than guys? Yeah, have you? that's a thing, I reckon. I think because girls feel like they've got something to prove more. I don't know. This is my theory. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway. You, you both have BDE, but I just thought it was interesting that he is a clear displayer of it, um, whereas I don't know that many guys that do. Yeah, I'm yeah. probably, like, insulting, yeah. like, the only male listeners, which is just my dad, so that's okay. 
<laughs> Sorry, Dad, you've got BDE. Um, anyway, so you and weightlifting, and how did you start? What were you doing beforehand? Um, so, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I started. So I started crossfitting first. So I started crossfitting what seems like ages ago, back in 2011. Um, I kind of almost got forced into, oh, uh uh-oh. Technical difficulties. We're fine. She's still there. Hang on a second. We'll be back shortly. Ah, yeah, technical difficulties. Sorry, guys. Bailey's back. Um, yeah. So, weightlifting. You started CrossFit 11 years ago, basically. 11 years ago? In in 2011. Yeah, which is almost 11 years ago. Yeah. Oh, gosh, it is too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I started I started CrossFitting first. Um, uh, kind of didn't mean to, but I had a friend who kind of forced me to try it my second year of uni, and then I pretty much fell in love with it. Um, and then I did CrossFit for a few years, wanted to get better at CrossFit, so then um, got a weightlifting coach to help with my CrossFit. Then found out that, like, and then he was like, oh, you should do some weightlifting comps. So I did some weightlifting comps, and then that kind of just snowballed into competing in both sports and, and realising that I love both sports and, and trying to make the, the best of every situation I can through performing at the top level, which was a, a big challenge throughout my life. <laughs> so um, how old were you when you made the New Zealand team? How old was I? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was. So I went. To, so I went to the twenty fourteen Com Games. So in twenty fourteen, I was twenty three. Twenty three, yeah. So basically, um, back then, like women in New Zealand weightlifting wasn't as like at the moment it is phenomenal. Like there's so many women in New Zealand weightlifting, even more than men, I think, at the moment. Um, but back then it was a little bit, well, I'll say easier to get in the New Zealand team to be a part of the women's team. Do you mean as in there wasn't um, as much competition at that higher level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, pretty much there was only, like, from what I remember, maybe two or three people in my weight class, women, like, women in my weight class that I was kind of competing against. Yeah. Whereas now there'd be 10 plus, like, at, at a good level, you know? Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. So I did like two two weightlifting internationals and then ended up qualifying for the twenty fourteen Com Games. So it was like that's a, amazing. It was, yeah, it was a very short kind of like holy crap, is this happening? And then that's incredible. Yeah. So that's after what like effectively two two or three years weightlifting. No, well, if you call if you count CrossFit, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have, it was after um, maybe about. Uh, 18 months of weightlifting training. That's fucking epic. That is amazing. <laughs> then, that being said, like 2014 Com Games, I it was it was a shit show basically. Like I I had no idea what it meant to be a high level athlete. I so I went over over there six kilos overweight. I had 10 kilos to lose uh, 10 days to lose six kilos. And I, I just had no real idea of what it meant to be. That's fucked. An athlete. How yeah. okay. How did you lose six kilos in 10 days, firstly? Uh, 
I had boiled eggs for breakfast, two boiled eggs for breakfast, two boiled eggs and some lettuce for lunch and then two boiled eggs for dinner and had to do saunas and had to run and stuff. So it was just like, I, it wasn't a good time. I was just very, very prepared. And like at the time, just the, the for me to feel like that I got to the Commonwealth Games was like the achievement. Yeah. And then I didn't really like have any thought process as to performing at the Commonwealth Games and what that looked like. Yeah, that makes that makes like, sense from other athletes I've talked to who have competed at a similar level as well. They've said the same thing that they don't really think about the actual competition. It's just getting there. Yeah, yeah, like getting there was the feat, and then it's like, oh, like I didn't really have any education around nutrition or recovery or like like literally all I did was train, and I saw that's all I had to do. How had you prepared for the prior international comps that you had competed at? Um, in terms of making weight and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think, so I, I was a bit closer to body weight. I had like a training period, um, where I, like, while I moved, um, I moved from home, back away from home and then had less control over what I was eating and, well, like, more control over what I was eating, basically. Yeah. And then, um, just, yeah, it just kind of turned into a... Like, I was being told to eat as much as I can so I was as strong as I could, basically. Yeah, okay. And, you and didn't really monitor anything and, yeah, yeah. And you just happened to weigh in, like, at the comp? Oh, at comp games? Well, no, like, at the previous two comps. Like, even though you were eating as much as you could eat to be strong and you still just were under oh, body sorry. weight? yeah. I don't remember, like, obviously I had to make weight, but I don't remember, I, I definitely wasn't six kilos overweight. Yeah, yeah, right. I think it might have been, like, the travel on top of it as well, would have put a kilo or so on, and then, yeah. Yeah, I always put on yeah. weight if I fly. Yeah. Um, like Weight, and then it dropped off, like, two days later. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So how did you, how did you perform at the, at the games, based off of that later? Uh, not... Not well at all. No, not well at all. So I went over. It's it's actually really shitty to say because I, like, I went over there and my best snatch was like eighty kilos at the time. And what's and your then, weight class? Seventy five kilos. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And so I I had all intentions of opening at seventy five kilos as like a a comfortable opener. Yeah. And then I missed my first two snatches. Um, only got my last snatch, got my first clean and jerk, missed my second two, so I only got two out of six lifts. And they were well under what I was capable of at that time. So it's just... My first major, like, major international, like, it was humongous, and I just had no real, like, um, idea of how big the, like, the stadium was going to be or, or the stage or, like, obviously dropping weight would have made a difference and stuff like that as well. I think it's fucking phenomenal that you got a total under those conditions. <laughs> like, that's amazing. It's crazy. Like, like looking back now, I wish, well, like, I guess it's part of the journey, right? You you learn things along the way. And I I pretty much gave up weightlifting after the 2014 combats because I had such a bad experience. Yeah, that's traumatising. 
Yeah, went back into CrossFit for like three years and then decided I missed, uh, two years and then decided I missed weightlifting and started again. Really? Okay. So how was it going back into weightlifting for the second time? Um, I was in a different city, so I moved from Christchurch to Auckland. I, um, I was, it was different because I like really wanted to, like I missed it and I was like, oh, I actually really love the sport and I miss it and I want it. I want to do well in it, and so I got, I ended up getting a new coach, I got a new coach in Auckland, and started training um, with him and with the new club, and that was a major difference as well, because when I was training for 2014, I I was being coached remotely, so I never had eyes on me when I was coaching, Yeah. leading into 2018, and well, basically starting again, I trained with eyes on me most of the time. Yeah a huge difference and yeah, then sure. started working with nutritionists and just learning learning how to be an athlete basically were you working at, at, the, at the time or were you like full-time full-time athlete i'm uh, working but i like so my whole since uni my whole career has been as a crossfit coach so i've had always been i've always had access to the gym and always had time to train basically in between classes and and kind of set myself up in a way that, um, especially being into 2018, I was when I brought my gym in Auckland, and you know it was it was like all go focusing on that, so I could kind of manipulate my coaching roster around when I needed to train. Yeah, for sure. And how did yeah. you find um, returning back to weightlifting? Did you find you were like? rejuvenated and excited at that prospect of the change or like a little bit jaded still from your I guess traumatic experience at the comp games and you know all that (laughs) I was I was rejuvenated so there was a so 2017 was like my my biggest year and in 2017 I did both CrossFit and weightlifting and that was like my favorite year ever so I made a deal well I made a deal with my weightlifting coach that um so my CrossFit team qualified for the CrossFit Games that was in August so I made a deal that after August after the CrossFit Games I would stop CrossFitting and just focus on weightlifting leading into the Com Games for the following year yeah but so during that whole first eight months of the year I was balancing like training for the CrossFit Games and training for weightlifting but it was like it was my best year. I felt the most like in control of everything, and I I had I was forced to focus on recovery and nutrition, and I just had I felt like I had kind of everything um, under control, so to speak, as that's much as you can. That's fucking amazing. What like what measures would you have to take in terms of that recovery? Because that's such a huge amount of training and so much stress on your body. Um, just. Making sure you're eating well, like eating proper food, good food that's gonna like lots of veggies. Um, I I actually probably didn't do as much as I was supposed to, <laughs> but it was like balancing, just communicating with both. Well, with my with my weightlifting coach, making sure that I wasn't um, doubling up on anything. But but I don't know. It just kind of it just kind of worked, and I had it I had it down packed like. The weekends were my massive CrossFit training days with the team, and then so during the week I could push a bit harder on my weightlifting because on the weekends it was gonna there was gonna be no weightlifting training. Yeah, for sure. 
I think I think that's how I kind of balanced it. Um, but yeah, I was it was definitely I was excited and I, and I loved training every single day during that first eight months of the the year. You know. Yeah, and how was the CrossFit Games as an experience? Amazing. Yeah. So amazing. So the year that we went was the first year I was in Madison. So we missed out on going to California and, and competing under the under tennis stadium and stuff, but it was it was incredible. Like it was everything that you could imagine and more. It was it was fucking cool. It's incredible going from a sport like weightlifting with the stark contrast of the competition. Um, I imagine that that would be quite a massive change. Um, I think for me, like I'm, you know, I've never been elite in either, um, or even that good in either, but I think that I found that a huge adjustment going from CrossFit competitions to weightlifting competitions, because so much of like the CrossFit vibe is like the hype, um, and everyone getting around you and cheering you on and all that kind of stuff, like whether you're a beginner or an elite athlete and that's so much of the energy and so much of why it's such a fucking exciting sport and it kind of empowers you to do better. But yeah. weightlifting, it's like just you. <laughs> like yeah. no one's, you know, when you're lifting, it's just like completely fucking silent. There's, It's just completely different and I think it throws a lot of people who go from one to the other. Yeah, definitely. I think crossfitters who try and do a weightlifting comp for the first time are like, yeah, no, yeah, I can I can snatch 80 kilos. All good. Put put 78 on the bar, open on 78. And they go out on the platform and they're like, holy shit, this is so different. And then they miss their first two lifts. And it's it's just it's a completely different um, like environment and situation that you, you have to deal with and, and learn how to kind of deal with what's in your own head rather than what's going on outside. I think that's the thing, eh, is that there's not the distraction. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's mental. Yeah, I remember thinking that too before I started, like, if this is my best snatch, then I will obviously snatch five kilos more than that on the platform. It's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you won't. <laughs> you, you won't. I know. Um, and, yeah, I think it's, it's hard when someone hasn't done one or the other and you try and explain it and, yeah. 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 Do, you, do you have a preference like, for one or the other? Yeah, I reckon, so I reckon I look better in a CrossFit situation. Yeah. Like, with the, with the distraction and, like, I often find I can hit a PB or whatever after, like, a 20-minute EMOM or something like that. Like, yeah. with the distraction of something else. But the, I guess that's the... Um, like to become a perfect, if there's such a thing, a perfect weightlifter is being able to to lift when it's silent and it's just you and it's like just being able to control that. So I think like that's definitely something that I can keep working on. Yeah, no, if for I sure. Can, yeah, I like think to to be able to dial in and, and and know how to control everything that's going on in your mind. Yeah, if you figure out how to do that. Let, yeah. Like write no. a book. Let me <laughs> let me yeah. know. Right. So and in, in, so in your second stint back into weightlifting. So tell me about that. Um, obviously you love being back. So you stopped CrossFit or you're continuing to still do CrossFit on the side. So it was the I think it was the 2016 New Zealand Nationals comp that 
I wasn't doing, but I like was watching their live stream and I was saved so much FOMO. I was like, fuck, I want to be there. Like, why am I doing that? So then I start kind of start back in 2016 and then I was crossfitting at the time. So all of 2016, all of 2017, I did both. Yeah. So I, I um, yeah, I, like I increased the weightlifting throughout that time, obviously to pick it up and, and do just weightlifting at the end of 2017. But it was, um, it was, it, like, it was what I wanted to do. I don't often do what I don't want to do, so. No, neither. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I wanted to do it, and I, I, I still do. I enjoy doing both of them, but um, I don't, I didn't mean to make it like a cycle, but, like, after 20, after the Com Games, 2018 I've kind of given it up again and I didn't mean to do that but it just kind of happened (laughs) so you competed in 2018 yes and how was that experience compared to 2014 um it's like apples and oranges it was so different (laughs) yeah um so changed like I just got more education around like being a high performance athlete um, like I said, worked with a nutritionist, so I had my weight under control, sleeping, um, yeah, like I, my coach had a lot of influence on me um, in terms of uh, everything outside of weightlifting, I guess, like a lot of like personal development stuff. Yeah. He was very big on that. Um, it was, yeah, it was completely different. I went in there like, like confident and felt like I deserved to be there basically like yeah. I put in the work and I deserved to be there as hell how I felt compared to 2014 was like I pretty much winged my way here and I don't have an idea what I'm doing it's interesting that you mentioned the mindset stuff because I think Link brought up the um that chasing excellence the book by Ben Bergeron yeah. um and I found personally that starting to do a whole bunch of that self-reflection and assessment and personal development stuff has been like quite a game changer um and he refers to the um the pyramid where it's got like character at the bottom and if you want to achieve anything whether it be as an athlete or in any sort of pursuit I guess that if you're not focusing on the basics which is your character then you're not going to fucking get there anyway um and talking about how that's like a big focus with his athletes so that's yeah. really cool that your coach had that same approach for sure. Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely a huge, yeah, a huge outside of training um, focus, which wasn't, which definitely wasn't there in 2014. Um, and it, it, it definitely made a difference because, as you know, weightlifting is 90% mental and 10% physical. Like to, to know how to control yourself or know how to, react in and whatever situation you're kind of put under is, is the key to succeeding basically yeah for sure but, yeah um so how did you go in the actual competition um i i missed my first two snatches again but completely different well i think for completely different reasons yeah you should have heard my mum and dad they're like why didn't you do that I didn't mean to. So I missed my first two snatches. I just was, I was basically giving it too much and I was pulling back and then I was, I lost them both behind me. Yeah. Um, 
and then my third one I got obviously and it's it was just it was easy um so I get lifted and then I got my my first clean and jerk got overturned I think it was my first one my first clean and jerk got overturned no second I got my first clean and jerk second clean and jerk got overturned because I'd been my elbow oh. and then got my third one but I um yeah I I missed out on a bronze medal by three kilos so like I was I was so stoked but also like I didn't I didn't realize that it was in contention for a medal yeah and then when I lost it it just destroyed me <laughs> like something I didn't even know I could have and then I lost I, I didn't know I didn't know how to react to that situation <laughs> so you didn't know how close you were to it until after the fact you mean yeah, yeah. well so before when I went out for my last clean and jerk, um, Rachel Patterson goes to me, if you get this, you have a chance of getting the bronze medal. Um, and I got it, but then the Welsh girl oh. lifted after me and got her lift, which I don't I maybe Rachel thought they couldn't get it. Oh, so if she if she failed that lift then you would have got Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I yeah. think it must be so hard. So basically, my, my yeah. last lift put me in third place, but then the Welsh girl lifted after me and then took it off me again. I think the hard, like, the really hard thing is, like, have, having, like, being at that level and thinking, I will succeed if this person fails. Um, and that must just be such a head fuck because you want to succeed yeah. based off of your efforts not by default yeah. because someone else did worse than you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I understand that that's just the sport and it's a competition and, and all that kind of thing. And obviously someone else does have to do worse for you to do well, but to have that as your focus, like hoping someone else fails. Um, yeah. Like it's just rough. I think, I think the most upsetting part was that like I missed those first two snatches and I, I have three kilos more in my snatch like yeah I could have I could have got there so I think it was it was um like frustration more than anything because yeah, I thought sure. I was I was really well prepared um in terms of like not missing my first snatch but obviously it didn't happen <laughs> I think that's the hard what I found really hard about the sport is just accepting that sometimes you just miss and you yeah. can do everything right you can warm up perfectly you know you can have had 10 hours of sleep the night before you can have eaten everything right like everything can be in alignment and you just miss and I think yeah accepting that is the hardest part because you know you feel like you've controlled so many of the controllables and yet there's just this element of shit happens and it's just a fucking just a head fuck yeah yeah well that was the thing like I thought I was so much more in control and then that happened and then on reflection post com games like uh it, I learned a lot more about myself post com games that that would have changed everything during the com games like I so in contrast I went over to 2018 like on weight and ended up being two kilos underweight like five days before comp so I had to I was getting really lightheaded my blood pressure was super low like I lost my cycle, my, I lost my period, so I was getting completely random bleeding. So, like, 
I didn't, at the time I didn't think about it, but then uh, like on assessment after, I was like, oh, that's like my body telling me something's up to fuck and it's not happy, you know? Yeah, yeah, but sure. I, um, I, I thought I was way more in control than I actually was, yeah. It's really hard to find that balance between being like too controlled yeah, um, and like losing too much weight and training too hard and all that and having the right amount of being relaxed and letting your body do what it's supposed to be doing. And yeah. I imagine that at that level, that's got to be a pretty fucking hard thing to juggle, right? Especially when yeah. you're having to cut weight and, you know, your body yeah. just doesn't really like doing that that often. But so since then, like that made me um, start, I started off with a new nutritionist who put a whole lot more emphasis on um, the mindset space and meditation stuff so I never really did a whole a whole heap of that before 2018 but um now I feel like she's she's definitely helped educate me um around the importance of that and like that was she she just drove that into me every single time I talked to her like have you done your headspace today have you done meditation today um yeah so working with her has changed has changed everything pretty much yeah that's fucking awesome yeah Comps, comps post 2018 that I've done were uh, like making weight wasn't even a problem really. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I wish I could just will myself to weigh in <laughs> properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, was it weightlifting platform or something? I, I saw they like, quoted Erica saying, yeah. like, I'm never, I'm always more worried about. Oh, I saw that. I totally am. That's so true. It's so true. <laughs> no one's ever put that into words before. So Someone will be like, what are you opening at? And I'll be like, I don't know, but my body weight's 63.8, so I'm going to be yeah. fine. And they're like, what are you lifting? I don't know, but I'm going to weigh in. Like, it's all good. Yeah. I'll just go fucking stand so there and true. be like, guys, I weigh under 64 kilos. Like, look at me. Yeah. Now you've got to go look. It's like 80% of your sorts and stresses go towards weighing it, not yeah. even like performing yeah so if you can nail that then yeah (laughs) so after the second com games where were your thoughts at with training did you want to continue lifting or did you want to go back to crossfit i wanted to continue lifting so i was like holy like i was like oh man i was so close like fuck yeah i'm going to train the next four years i'm going to train the house down i'm going to go to 2022 i'm going to go to birmingham and i'm going to get a medal i'm going to get a gold medal or i'm just i'm like i'm going to do everything i can to make sure that that doesn't happen again and put myself in every, give myself every opportunity to be on the podium. Yeah. Um, and then, well, this is kind of my, what what the downfall was. So then I, well, there was like a potential that I could qualify for the Olympics. So I was like, okay, like, let's do it. Like, it's why not? It's the friggin' Olympics. So yeah. I kind of put my my head towards that and trying to qualify um and the first step what I thought was the first step was to qualify for world champs and so the New Zealand standard to qualify for world champs was to get a late total um and which was at that time it was two like 212 for my weight class yeah um which I didn't have yet I I think my best total was two Two seven or something maybe, um, so there was a comp. The last comp of the year was my only chance to qualify for world champs before the cutoff, and 
I didn't get the total. I missed all my clean and jerks because I didn't snatch very well. And then so I thought I was out of the Olympics. And then um, they brought in the new qualification standards about um, the gold, silver and bronze events. Yeah. And then back in the Olympics. And then so I was like training hard for what I thought was trying to qualify for all these different um, qualification events for the Olympics. Um, I ended up, I had a, a falling out with my weightlifting coach, which we won't go into. And then I ended up moving, obviously, from New Zealand to Australia. Started with a new weightlifting coach. Um, and then my last comp that I tried to qualify for the Olympics was the Pacific Games in Samoa. Yeah. Um, which I had a great time, but like so many times during, like when I was over there, I was just like, I don't know, like I, it wasn't the same, like not being a part of the New Zealand team, like not, 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 not being a part, but living away from them is so hard because weightlifting is such a minority sport, there's no like assistance, like. The, the actual major stress for me to get to those qualification events was money and there was no real assistance from the um, Olympic Weightlifting New Zealand. It was just like I'm not enjoying myself because of the pressure to get to all of these, the financial pressure to get to all of these events, basically. And then I, I felt like an outsider on the New Zealand team because I didn't live over there and I wasn't part of the, like, the national community basically so I just kind of I lost I lost um I lost my what's the word I lost my I was like why am I even doing this like I'm not enjoying it yeah I'm doing it for the wrong reasons I'm doing it because I think I should rather than because I want to like so and then so I was I was such a grumpy person like I was always I was always down about training because I wasn't lifting anywhere near as much as I used to I used to be able to and I couldn't figure out why and it was just I didn't have a job I was in Australia because I just moved over to Australia I didn't have a full-time job I wasn't earning a proper income it just kind of all got on top of me and I think that was the the worst part like the stresses of everything and just caused me to be like fuck this I'm over it I'm done you kind of you really need to have that support network eh? Um, yeah. the sport like weightlifting like other not just other people you know but other people who lift and who understand like the good days and the bad days and I just don't understand how you could enjoy it if you didn't have that no, it, yeah and it's it's like like obviously Lincoln, Lincoln understands weightlifting and he he did his best to support me and like he, he did support me basically he I'd pretty much come home from training every night upset or crying or something like that and he'd have to talk talk me down and just like it was just I felt sorry for him for how emotional I was as well like it was it was just such a big thing but then like going away to weightlifting comps and like technically me not being able to talk to my coach because he's an Australian coach and I'm not really like he wasn't allowed to he was allowed to give advice on what the New Zealand coaches can do for me but not being able to work with my coach and having that kind of familiarity around is, is was challenging as well yeah for sure because well, that's such a big part of your support network yeah um like having your personal coach there and yeah yeah it didn't help with the feelings of like 
being an outsider or like being just like not being a full part of the team just because you're you're there you don't really have your any people there that are kind of in your corner so to speak yeah you get desert you get assigned a coach but you don't really have a a proper relationship with them or or it's just it's just different yeah so that's why you decided to go back to crossfit yeah so i after pacific games i it was almost like an easy decision and i i didn't i don't regret it whatsoever like as soon as I made the decision to stop trying to qualify for the Olympics, it was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders. The only, only sometimes I get little pings because I'm like, it's the fucking Olympics. Like, of course it was supposed to be hard. <laughs> like, it's like, it wasn't supposed to be an easy journey. And, and then I see, like, my friend Megan, who's gone through so much. Megan Signal? Yeah, she's amazing. Oh. But, yeah, she's gone through so much. And, like, she's doing so well. She makes me so proud. I'm like... I could have been there with her, like, that, that, that's the only time I get pings, just because I know that, like, Meeks has stuck it out, and she's done so well, and she's got to this point that she she's pretty much qualified, like, she's going to qualify, and then, it, yeah, they're the only little pings that I get, but in terms of, like, my own mental health, like, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, I saw her lift at the Oz Open, she's fucking amazing. She's, oh, man, she's a weapon. Yeah. I'm so proud of so her. So strong. <laughs> So fucking like, From like, I was telling someone about this the other day. Like, when I think of resilience and I think of like working through tough shit, like she dislocated her elbow, she did her knee, she missed out on Con Games because 2018 because she did her knee, and like she's just had all this bad luck thrown at her, and she just keeps coming back stronger, and like she's worked so hard. Like she's a she's a weapon. Okay. Yeah, that's fucking oh. awesome. Well, dude, I mean, you went to two Commonwealth Games, like, I think I think you're kind of in the same category. No, but I mean, like, in terms of um, stuff she's had to overcome and, like, and being mentally strong enough to get through those setbacks and then keep trying and keep trying, you know, that, that's, that's, like, I, like, I envy that. She's, she's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you do have to have some level of resilience in, like, both the sports that you do because it yeah. is so fucking hard. No matter how long you've been doing it. Yeah. She, yeah, yeah. She's awesome. But yeah, I I don't I don't regret um stopping it and then coming back into CrossFit. Like CrossFit was always like my first love and I and I, I enjoy it. It makes me happy. It's it's got so many different different ways to make me happy and especially like since they kind of coincided with Link and I buying the gym. Yeah. So being able to be a part of the gym and work out with the people in the gym and stuff and not be like, oh, sorry, I've got to go to training down the road. Like, I can't be here anymore. Like, it was a, it was a, a coincided with that. So it felt like a really good decision. Yeah. Um, and you've got pretty big plans for your athletes and yourself and Link in terms of your CrossFit career at the moment. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> well, when everything goes back to normal. Yeah, when the, when the CrossFit competitions come back on board. Yeah, like, it's, I think, yeah, we, we'll do as many competitions as we can, like, as part of a team where it's, like, peer comps. It's just, like, fun training with each other and then, like, so good at programming it just, like, I'm the kind of person, so if I have a program, 
I have to I have to do everything on it, otherwise I feel guilty about it. So like he 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 programs all the shit that I pay and I do it, which is the best way to be. <laughs> I'm the same. Like, yeah, but I can't I can't program for myself. No. Because you just totally... If just, I program for myself, because I used to program for the gym and I used to program for our online athletes, but now Liv does it. And so if I program for myself, I'll be like, nah, nah, I'm not doing that five days of rowing today. But if Liv does it, I, like, I have to do it because someone else has put in the effort for me, you know? Yeah. This is why um, our industry exists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because everyone is the same. Um, yeah. Why, why did you not ever think about... Um, trying to qualify as an individual for the games? Uh, um, <laughs> it's not that I didn't... <laughs> it's not that I didn't um, think... Like, I did think about it. I so tw- I, I competed as an individual in CrossFit 2012-13 um, and 12, 13 and 16. Yeah. Yeah, and so like I, I have competed. I do like competing as an individual, and I, and I, and I have, but I just never really took or had the knowledge of how to take the next step to become that next level of athlete. Like I, I think my best regionals finish was like twelfth place or something, and I just didn't really know how to be better than that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I reckon, I reckon, like, things have changed so much now, but I definitely have more knowledge on what it takes to, to be elite and then how to, the choices that you have to make to, to make that happen. Yeah, to be sure. Top, top dogs, you know? Yeah. Well, it sounds like you've, like, come to a pretty good place mentally and just in general. And... Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I don't know, like... I have, we have um, Sunday afternoon um, visualisation and meditation calls with my nutritionist and we did this That thing sounds amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> we did this thing where we had to open open a door into a new, um, into a new like environment or a new, um, like something that we could look forward to. Yeah, and I was like deep in this meditation, and I friggin' opened it up into the the weightlifting stage in Birmingham, and I was like, I don't even do weightlifting. Like, why did that happen? Why is it coming into my mind? And so I was just kind of throwing a spanner in the works. So I don't know. Is it is it is it a possibility? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I haven't, I haven't. Mate, do it. Third time's the charm, right? <laughs> Third time's the charm. But then I'm like, I'm like. I've just gone through the same cycle before twenty, like before twenty eighteen. Like I've given up. I've started crossfitting again, and I'm like, oh, I miss weightlifting. I'll come back and do it again. Like, why can't I just stick to it for four years straight? <laughs> I frustrate myself. Maybe that's just your thing. Maybe you just swing between the two. Like it seems yeah. to work. So <laughs> yeah, but well, is it kind of like the X you keep going back to, sort of thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. It just confused me and then afterwards I messaged my nutritionist um a couple of days later I was like, What does this mean? Like I don't even want to do weightlifting <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know, it's not it's not, not an option but I am in a pretty happy place just like training CrossFit at the moment. 
I think that's the thing though, right? Like being happy. Like I think if you're if you're not if you're not happy in either, then what's the point? Like I've been unhappy doing CrossFit. I've been unhappy doing weightlifting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's the sport. Um, I think it is literally just your mindset and what work you're doing on improving that and who you've got around you. Um, yeah. And like having that, so like, you know, you seem to have that supportive community within, you know, you and Link's gym. So I know that's I how I feel. I think one of the biggest things, because I work, I work so well when I have something to work towards and like, because at the moment everything's up in the air, like, Yes, we have CrossFit comps to work towards, but there's no, like, definite date or there's no certain event that I'm, like, specifically working for. So I think, like, breaking it down, um, that uh, Birmingham came into my head because, like, that's a definitive event that I could possibly work towards and maybe that's just what I'm, like, searching for. Like, I I want just, like, that final event to work towards because I know that I work well when I have a purpose to work towards. You know what? I've done the exact same thing where I just got in my head that my goal was to um, compete at the Masters World Champs in 2022 in Orlando. And I was like, right, that's my goal. Yep, that's what I'm focusing on. It doesn't matter that it's two years away, um, but I know that, like, like just having that thing, even if it's that far off. Yeah, like, just, like, working working towards something just seems to, like, I, I, can, I can look at that and I can make decisions, like, leading towards that. But if I have nothing to work towards and I'm just, like, walking around in circles, like, no, nah, I don't need it. I, I can add this cookie today because, yeah. because what I'm working towards, you know. May as well just max out my bench press because YOLO. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, why not, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I totally get it. I totally get it. So, yeah, pretty, just pretty happy where I am for now. We just have to give myself little targets, I reckon. That's yeah. what I'm searching for. Well, whether you get to the games again or – um. The CrossFit Games again. It'll be awesome. Yeah, it will be. Both ways. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you so much. That was the best chat. Oh, a bit all over the place, isn't it? Well, you know, we had technical difficulties, but I think the message is there, and, and that is the main thing. Um, if you did have to give one piece of advice to somebody, um, a weightlifter, a crossfitter, someone who's maybe struggling with motivation right now, given that there aren't any uh, fixed goals on the horizon, what would yeah. you say? Um, so I would say what, what I am planning on doing or what I, I know I need to do is to set those, like, miniature goals. So set those small target goals, like, each day, Without fail, I'm gonna make sure I do a rod and like th- that's gonna to lead to the ultimate goal at some yeah. stage. Every day or every month, make sure you, I don't know, go for a an hour long walk because that you know that's gonna help with your recovery. Like set set many goals along the way, but but you do need to know what your end goal is to work towards it as well. Like set yourself that that end goal because you can always reflect back. And, and your decisions should reflect it on that on that end goal. Yeah, I know that makes sense. It'll, it'll make everyday decisions easier when you know if they're going to be beneficial or detrimental to your end goal. Yeah. 
So like, I won't have a ciggy now because in 2022, I want to be lifting at the Masters World Champs. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's like, yeah, will this help me? Yeah. Achieve my goal, or will it not? And so, if you, if you, if that goal means everything to you, then it'll be easy. It'll be easier decisions to make, and that will help kind of segment the 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 two years until 2022. You know. So like, let's all set small, goals small, in small. 2022. You are. <laughs> so we'll all just set goals in 2022. Yeah. Well, it doesn't even have to be. It could be like end of next year, but you know, like it's like something to work towards. It's funny because I've so many people I've talked to have been like, my goal is this, and it's in, always in 2022, and I'm like, fuck, it's gonna oh. be, it's gonna be everyone's year. What a great year it's gonna be. Well, 2020 isn't a great year so far, so let's make 2022. I reckon it'll take at least a year to recover from this, so 2022, we've all got it. It's going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Well, um, thank you so much for the chat. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, And, you know, maybe I'll see you on some sort of stage in 2022. (laughs) 